Welcome to Very Honored Frater BT's Esoteric Nerd Podcast, Episode 63, in which Mary Deliosina and I interview Marina Smetanina. But first, Transformations and Footnotes. This is the segment in which I read my father's book, verse by verse. You can hear all of these segments in order by going to edward-reeb.com forward slash vhfratterbt and listening to the introductions of episodes 18, 21, 24, 29, 34, 38, 42, 46, 52, 53, 57, and 59. This is Transformations by John Dan Reeb. Chapter 1, verse 20. Flesh place fear junkies also get to make lattices on their collective life wheel because of the three tie pins, which they call justification and regret. To both states of consciousness, the flesh place junkies give a lot of significance, which they call seriousness here in the world of bodies and pleasure pain. Verse 21. Sometimes, too, the flesh place fear junkies get tired of seriousness and then become hilarious. Most of those playing at being caught in the flesh place can be divided into three groups of stuckness. Those stuck in what they presume to be higher purpose, those stuck in what they presume to be their minds, and those stuck in what they feel are their body drives. Verse 22. You and I know that they already know something. The being parts, playing within ego masks, carrying passionate bodies of past games within ego masks, within whatever their environment husks may be, exist on all three levels in the flesh place. The way out is always there, and so obvious that it is overlooked or mistaken for self-sacrifice on one extreme, or body lock resulting in suicide on the other. Balancing them. First, in order to balance them, it is necessary to get in touch with them. And now for the footnotes. This is the part where I babble about what I just read. So lattices on the collective life wheel. The collective life wheel, of course, referring back to chapter 1, verse 17, where he talked about the three tie pins on the collective life wheel being irony, confusion, and paradox, or form, distance, and time. And that sometimes they become procrustean when you think of being human as an only, but we all remember this from before. uh, now what he's saying is that he's saying there's these lattices which are called justification and regret. 
and they give them a lot of significance, which is called seriousness. And then it kind of moves off of that. It kind of leaves us to hang with that. So in a world where there's irony, confusion, and paradox, and form, distance, and time, then we have justification and regret, and they put a lot of seriousness on justification and regret. Okay, well, I guess if you look at, you know, prisons and things like that, confessionals, not to mention just the inner chattering going back and forth on whether or not you should or should have done something that's already been done. And then getting tired of seriousness, becoming hilarious. Go out, have a few drinks, smoke a few bowls, laugh, laugh, ha, 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 and then go back to work tomorrow and be serious. So creating a dichotomy, like Friday night party time, go out for drinks with the coworkers. I mean, yeah, you got to blow off some steam when you spend the whole week sitting in a cubicle, but is much being accomplished. So there's people stuck in their higher purpose, stuck in what he points out they're presuming is their minds, and stuck in what he feels are their body drives. Now you could go all over the place with that one. It's the mind that tells us it's a higher purpose. It's a mind that tells us it's our mind. It's a body mind that has decided to divide it up into mind and body. It was a thick part of a little nerve circle that became the brain of the ringworm back in the day. So if we're presuming it to be our minds and it's not, then what is it? The Akashic Record dividing itself up honeycomb-like, looking at itself from within? Surely not. Being parts playing within ego masks, carrying passionate bodies of past games within ego masks. Didn't we meet in a past life? Weren't you my wife, or did we kill each other? Within whatever environment husks. Is it green? Is it blue? Are you upside down? How many legs do you have? The way out is always there. Now, how do you mistake balancing them for self-sacrifice? Oh, well, there's that whole crucifix thing they put everywhere. Body lock resulting in suicide? Well, yeah, there's the assumption that my freedom, I have freedom to pollute myself and do things that don't make sense, and it would be enslaving myself to do the thing that actually seems right and good for me and everyone else, and imbalance and my mind and body and higher purpose are all kind of working together. Our guest tonight grew up in Soviet Russia. That is where her spiritual journey began. It followed her to the United States. We'll be discussing Russian iconography, the Russian Orthodox Church itself, and how things were uh, under Soviet Russia in the 60s and 70s, as far as that goes, as well as yoga, crystals, Reiki, pranayamic healing, and some very interesting and specific people that I'm now going to have to go and read the works of. Her daughter Mary, or Masha, is also present, helping her to uh, come up with English words on occasion when she can't think of the right word. And so, without further ado, let's get to that interview, shall we? Is that your 
told you, so I'm gonna have to sit on my computer. Uh huh. Uh, but tell me first, uh, uh, wow, this subject. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not mine, it's, it's, oh, it's making the restoration. Wow, it's uh, so beautiful. Yeah, restoration, I think it's a beginning of a uh, uh, 20th century piece. So you've been not doing that so. for a long time though, right? Yeah. Uh, not so, not so. Uh, my preparation for iconography was very long, mm -hmm. very long. And uh, so many things happened really unconsciously. It's, I think it uh, started from my childhood, and I remember some uh, images, uh, some uh, eyes, and uh, I remember my first memory about church. Uh, it was uh, I have a, uh, I, I had a uh, na uh, nyanya means babysitter. She mm -hmm. was very like simple woman from the village. And uh, she uh, took me to the church, and I was really uh, small, and I, <clears throat> I, I, I have this memory. Also mentioned this. that it was Soviet Russia. Yes, yes, <laughs> because it, it was uh, absolutely un uh, not illegal, but uh, uh, just old babushkas, old uh, ladies can go to the church. Yeah. If somebody uh, saw some young people, uh, it can be big, big problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, uh, it was much easier to find information about yoga on I some see. practice, but uh, the Christianity they were cracking was, down on uh, it, and people uh, had the um, handwriting uh, papers who give to each other with prayer to part of uh, Bibles. Mm. Can you believe that uh, I, we cannot? Uh, read Bible because yeah. you cannot if you ask somebody to can you give me Bible for the for the night no 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 I have no one it it was very interesting yeah 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 <sighs> what was that near uh what city was that Moscow okay Moscow Mos Moscow I born on uh, 1960 mm -hmm. I mean that my first memory about the church it was in uh, 60s uh and then it's very interesting uh, idea that you can catch uh, information like on a energetical way. Uh, I had a few teachers. One of uh, she was our choir teacher, and she never talked about church music and like. But some inspirational inside her uh, because she was a really prayerful uh, person how I understood now mm -hmm. and uh, now I found her, her in internet she's very famous uh, choir director nice. and she's like a, uh, head of the big uh, chanting school and another person, uh, we, we draw with uh, him and uh, make some sculptures and no any religions uh, conversation. But now I know many people from that group, uh, iconographers, restorers, and blah, blah, blah. And I was so lucky that um, my way to uh, spirituality was through the art. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, the 
images, their eyes, and uh, it was really, really helped me to understand the reality of the, another world. Yeah. Uh huh. And of course, music. Oh, I love the the incense, the music, yeah, and all of it at once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very, uh, very powerful. I'll play some in the background so people can hear it <laughs> later. started to study uh, architecture it's not uh, it was very interesting reason also because uh, when I was on the sixth grade at school I visit uh, my uh, friend house and uh, on the wall it was very very simple drawing pencil drawing it was a church and I asked what is it Oh, it's it's my sister. She's study architecture and architectural uh, uh, academy in Moscow. Aha! And that year, I'm starting to st uh, st study architecture because of <laughs> this little drawing. <laughs> and of course, and during the studies, we travel a lot and we saw a, a lot of architectural monuments. That the most interesting, the most uh, beautiful, it was churches and monasteries. On that time, it was absolutely empty or it's full of some garbage and in uh, so Soviet time they make it like uh, to, to they really would like to put some something dirty in the church yeah, building it yeah. was like so you had to use your imagination to see kind of what it would it should look like uh, yes of course yes of course but uh, when it was almost ruined yeah. It, it it was also very beautiful yeah. and we have very big connection we can uh, go uh, to through the walls to climb to the cupolas and and <clears throat> on the uh, 1976 I, in the summer time I was uh, I had a practice in a very very old town uh, in Russia it's uh, called Veliki uh, Novgorod, Great uh, Novgorod, and we restored the uh, old frescoes, which was uh, destroyed in the uh, Second uh, World War. And we collect these pieces one by one, uh, and we communicate with person who was head of this uh, restoration and his story was unbelievable because he was um, uh, in, in uh, part of the aristocratic family 
before revolution and uh, uh, his parents took him to Paris mm. uh, immediately after revolution but he studied Russian art uh, religions art and uh, in uh, uh, second world war, uh, world war uh, he was uh, on a French uh, army, and then he was a prison camp, uh, German, and there he met the woman. Hmm. And after war, he asked to re be, uh, to return to the Russian. Yeah, and, and uh, <coughs> he cannot live in the Moscow. It's it's like it was ruled to to live. 101 kilometer from the big city, hmm. but he lived on a very interesting, beautiful city, and he restored gorgeous church. And after that, he started to work on the Novgorod, and he was also our teacher. And he teach us on a very like um, uh, quiet and very humble way. He hmm. give us uh, last uh, hour on the work day we listen music mostly it was like very spiritual music and uh, he give us a lot of information about uh, art which is impossible to get from the soviet time uh, yeah and he's also our spiritual teacher what was his name uh, his uh, name alexander petrovich grekov okay he, uh, yeah and, and he restored that church. He, he all these pieces it's connected, and it's uh, unbelievable restoration because mm. the church was destroyed. Of course, the frescoes, no question about frescoes, no church. And he uh, opened the uh, lay, lay, uh, layer of soil and remove these pieces and ears by ears he tried to connect it each other and I remember it was unbelievable moment I'm sitting uh, on the table and I try to uh, find the it's like a puzzle <laughs> but of course sometimes it's very boring because it's no result and he uh, goes uh, around me and oh this piece i tried to find 15 years it's nothing it's it's like a very simple yellow piece with uh black dot <gasps> it's a pupil for orange martyr he like a bird he took this piece and he goes to the, this composition and he put this piece it was really uh, it open eyed of this saint wow. so wh which church was this <laughs> it's church um uh savior on the kovalev uh, uh field near near novgorod i okay. have a book about this it's very very nice nice if anybody uh this and goes to Russia then they can go find that and go that's the eye that's the one that yes, she was talking yes, about yes yes yeah, it's, cool. it's a really <laughs> unbelievable experience and it's also it was one more drop to uh, I, I want to find found the um, something uh, basement for my soul because uh, we uh, 
absolutely not belief in communism and, uh, and, and young people was like Komsomols, it's, it's like young uh, communist party. Mm. It was horrible. Our grandparents believe on that. But maybe now I understood they um, have a big, big fear. And he, they never talk about uh, this opinion about that. It was absolutely impossible. Hmm. But our generation of our parents, they not believe in this stuff. And they was pretty cynical, and there was a lot of lie around us, and our, around our generation. They can talk in the kitchen and uh, laugh about uh, the communist ideas and blah blah about some events, political, la la la. But immediately in the morning, they on a job, they can make the big speeches and la la la. It was absolutely like lie everywhere. Like double. Double-sided yeah. kind uh, of Yes, yes. And at, at, at school, it's it's all the time, please never uh, talk any wo wo word which you listen in the kitchen at home. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And huh. I was so lucky because when I was uh, in the high school, uh, I was the head of the uh, Komsomol organization of our school. And uh, we try to make some interesting and good things. But then I met the people who is uh, like on a higher level. It was horrible. It was horrible. And I'm so thankful of God that I met that. And immediately all this uh, idyllic uh, things, uh, it's ruined. Became clear, yeah. Became clear very, yeah. very that makes sense yeah it seems like meeting the higher echelon of an organization you realize how gross the organization is yes. but if you only talk to your immediate supervisor you can pretend you're all a family and you know have the little cake in the corner and yeah yes, interesting yes, yes, yes it was interesting so then what happened next then the 80s came uh, when the uh, 80s it was very very uh, difficult beginning of 80s very bad time uh, uh, no ideas in the country at all. Uh, people want to be on the Communist Party just for to making career. Hmm. It was absolutely cynic and very, very, very bad, bad situation. And once I was in a monastery on the very north of Russia. It's um, a Vologod region. It's Kirillo Belazersky monastery. It wasn't a monastery, it was half museum, half, I don't know, something. Really beautiful and quiet place. And I made some drawing there. It was, uh, I think, it October, pretty cold. And I sitting on the uh, near monastery wall, draw something and near lake. And in very very small door on, on this wall I saw a very old man with little bucket and he goes very slowly to the, this lake to take some water and then he started to talk with me 
uh, his eyes was unbelievable. It's it's like uh, blue flower. Hmm. Uh, and he was so so full of love. I feel that he's really uh, image which I saw just on the icon. And he uh, touched my hand. I was really cold. And he, let's go to. Uh, my room, uh, I will give some hot tea to you. And I spent with him for like a few hours. I, I, I'm stuck here because it's um, it's a uh, feeling of this person. And uh, he is more like father, more, more like, like uh, grandmother. <laughs> it, it's uh, unbelievable. He was so sensitive. Uh, and quiet, and it was um, nothing special. But uh, he, he asked me something. He gave me some answers. But the most important moment when he asked, mm, "Are you baptized?" No. Uh, uh, and what about your parents? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, but maybe they're communist. No. And then it was pause. And he, how they can live? No, no, any roots, even even communists. Yeah, and it was uh, so big, um, ex uh, so serious expression. Because this uh, lie everywhere, they live just. Uh, uh, try to make some career to get some little money. Everybody was so so poor. We just can understood how we we have to uh, like all the time like fix our clothes. And my mother had just two skirts. And but there was like uh, middle uh, uh, middle class. Mm -hmm. Like, but <laughs> you cannot believe. But of course, everybody knows about uh, uh, art and uh, theater, museum, la la la. Mm. But the level uh, of it was very, very yeah. pure. And it's his question: They're not Christian. They have no baptized. They have no any spiritual roots, even <laughs> communists was very very important to me and uh, then I'm starting to find some people who much closer to uh, the uh, spirituality but it, uh, it uh, I, w I wasn't uh, I cannot find any person who can teach me little by little and then uh, I finish university I graduate uh, and then I uh, work on restoration uh, a big uh, company, and I, uh, I had really clear decision to baptize. I, I, I never read uh, whole uh, Bible, whole evangelism, because it, impos it was impossible. I, I, I took just little pieces, uh, this handwriting papers, some uh, Xerox from the some pages from some books, 
and it was very interesting. Uh, it was some pages from the some uh, uh, American bishop. Hmm. Uh, no, 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 not bishop. Father, father. Uh, we, we know the, his name. His was uh, Father Alexander Milliant. And it was uh, many generation of people uh, had the in information about Christianity from these pages. Uh, and then some pages from the also American interesting person. He was monk, uh, Father Seraphim Rose. Both of them from California. Seraphim Rose, uh, he was uh, born on uh, Pomona, and then he had a very interesting way. He tried to find the God. He was uh, goes through all uh, Eastern uh, studies. Uh, he uh, study old uh, Chinese language in Berkeley. He, uh, he wants to read uh, the original of the spiritual books. Mm. And he goes through all different ways. And then uh, he's American, Eugene Rose. And then he came to San Francisco uh, Cathedral. Uh, so Eugene, Eugene Rose, also known as Seraphim Rose? Yeah, then he uh, became uh, Christian, then he became Took the, the monk, Seraphim. and it's it, his Seraphim with his monk name. After Saint Seraphimos. Yes. Uh, Saint uh, Seraphim, I think Seraphim of Sarov. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Seraphim of Sarov. And um, he established very interesting monastery here on the north of California and monastery of uh, German of Alaska. Hmm. It, uh, it's interesting because it, it, this uh, I read some little pieces about that. And then uh, I met uh, here, I met uh, Father Alexander, mm -hmm. who was bishop. On reality, he was a uh, uh, bishop uh, and a uh, priest on, uh, on our, uh, church on Argyle Street. Nice. Yes, yes. And uh, I, uh, the Seraphim Rose was uh, died in uh, 1992, but I visited this monastery a few times. I, I saw his grave and I met uh, a lot of his uh, disciples. Nice. <laughs> yes, yes it's, cool. it's uh, about uh, this information. And then... Uh, what was he I, reading in Chinese? I, uh, about Seraphim Rose, no question. You can find a lot of information. He okay. wrote a lot of book about his way, and it's really powerful. And can you believe that still now the it's new, new monastic life in the, in the Russia because uh, the monastery start to, started to be open on the end of the 80s. And no uh, any experience of new monastic life, on a new, a new, general new life. Sefimo's uh, books for for nuns and monks now, it's a, like a spiritual food. Interesting. Very I'll have to look into that. Yes, please. And so they, will... they exist in English as well? Sure, cool. sure. He's, he's, uh, uh... 
American, and he, he studied in Russian and old Russian. He was an unbelievable person, and you will, you will see that's very, very interesting. So how was the transition? At what point did you come over here? Uh, one one second. Uh, oh sure. After after my uh, I, I baptized. I cannot find any teacher and any person who can uh, me uh, to be uh, guidance, spiritual guidance. And I found in, in our restoration uh, organization one lady. She was uh, Christian, uh, but. Uh, when she baptized, her husband took uh, her daughter from her, and she was in a madhouse. How it's called? Mm -hmm. Psych hospital. Psych hospital. Hmm. And she, for being baptized? Oh uh, uh, yes, because she started to talk about Christ. Uh, you know that. So it's she the was first, considered first, insane. First. Uh, step when you baptize so strong feelings and you can it's very yeah, you yeah. really want to share with that and everybody goes she's absolutely crazy right. and especially her her husband and she spent a few months on this hospital wow and in in our uh, uh, this uh, restoration organization everybody want to talk uh, just about job and they uh, it was like vacuum around her but it was i decided okay this lady it was what i need and i came to her and started to talk with her and he gave she gave me some uh, this kind of paper uh, and i'm starting to read and one day uh, uh, we go to the church, and she was my spirit. Uh, Godmother. What was her name? Uh, Tatiana. Nice. Tatiana. Yeah, and uh, some smart people usually go to the priest and quietly give some money and make uh, uh, baptism very uh, quietly and secretly. But for me, it was uh, no. I will go like an official way, and I uh, I came to the church with my passport. They took all my information. It was on a Sunday. Uh, I remember it was uh, it was January eight, nineteen eighty four. I was twenty four at that moment. It was Sunday and. Uh, on Monday, on the afternoon, both of uh, head of the communist organization of the, uh, of party and uh, Komsomol came to me and started, no, 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 what are they doing? I was so quiet and I uh, pretend uh, like a totally fool. Okay, and like that. Uh -huh. It was it was it was very very interesting. Huh. Um, wow. But then uh, she cannot give me good and uh, good spiritual advices. I start to go to the different churches. I try to find to find some connection. Maybe I was too shy, or maybe I wasn't ready. But I cannot find anybody. All babushkas. Uh, 
uh, you look not so good you have to wear the um, uh, scarf or something what not i i, I expected yeah very I, I came yeah i came too. and i feel that uh, people want uh, to guide me to explain me something but nothing nothing uh, but I think it's my fault. I'm, I'm sure it's my. Uh, then I was so busy with restoration. I was totally on this business, and, and uh, then uh, I had the two beautiful children, mm -hmm. uh, and I had a lot. Uh, I, I read uh, a lot of interesting books because it's uh, perestroika games and uh, a lot of uh, uh, interesting book uh, we can find about uh, healing about uh, herbs uh, remedies and it was very interesting i sit with my children in a dacha in a country house from april to november and we were so close to the nature and I, uh, I studied a lot of uh, this kind of uh, knowledge and by mostly by practice mm -hmm. and then on uh, uh, 1992 uh, my husband go, my husband got uh, invitation for work here on animation studio Klaski Chupa uh, and we decide why not we live on a very bad uh, like condition small apartment two uh, very small room with my parents uh, my husband two children it was difficult yeah difficult it's it's difficult <laughs> why we spent a lot of time on the country house with uh, no uh, like uh, water it's just electricity and, okay, uh, and before uh, our uh, visit to America I go to one church uh, for confession and I thought oh I'm so uh, the priest was pretty old and pretty quiet and i think he was full of wisdom i'm starting oh I, i'm afraid i i cut the route we moved but of course it, it would be not for a while uh, it's it's not for the long time i'm afraid but he told me uh, don't be scary you will see you meet met uh, you will meet there many interesting spiritual things and he gave me power <laughs> and okay and we came here and i go to the, to the church but also i cannot find any this presence of holiness yeah. which i feel uh, from that old uh, person on the uh, north of the russia or some little pieces which I started to feel uh, and a friend of mine she uh, invited me to some yoga classes mm -hmm. and uh, okay I have some doubts so what about it it's um, ok 
okay, but it's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So this is 1990s. Uh, uh, yes, it's mm -hmm. 1990s. I, I think it's 94. I think. Okay. Like that, yeah. And I was so we were so lucky. We go to the uh, community uh, center, mm -hmm. and uh, we met very very interesting person. Uh, his name Vishnu White. Mm. He is uh, African American. He looks like very young, but then we know that he he wasn't too too young. It was just for me. It was just uh, hatha yoga. It was nice. It was good. But little by little, little by little, I'm starting to feel him more and more, and I feel that he's not uh, just hatha yoga. I feel uh, his sensitivity, the uh, very quiet uh, and very gentle uh, love from him to each person. And uh, with my friend, she was Hungarian and uh, very, very good person. Once we came to him and asked, maybe you will uh, teach us some meditations, some little bit more than Hatha. And immediately he agree. And uh, we had few years on each Friday morning. He visit uh, my uh, apartment, our apartment. And we had gorgeous, gorgeous classes. But I cannot say that it's classes. It's usually we started from the Sampranayamas. He very gentle teaches meditation, very, very quietly and very, very gentle. Little by little, little by little. It, and mostly it was the lunch, which we prepare with, with love and conversation. We talk about everything, about science, about art, about sports, about uh, mathematics and about everything. But his way, he, uh, now I can say he's, uh, to, to me, he, he was like a son, not like God, of course not, but he was full of the energy of son, uh, with uh, wisdom, generosity. Uh, it was very, very special uh, and interesting time. And uh, once he told me that uh, you have to be healer, I feel that uh, your ability and possibility to do it. And at the same time, we started to, uh, with my friend Petra, uh, we, we found the, this organization, Pranic Healing, in LA. It's uh, established in Philippines, in Manila, by Master Cho Kaksui, and he's um, head of American uh, uh, this, uh, this organization in America was Master Ko. And this, uh, at the same time, we started to uh, 
goes to his classes, his workshops, and study a lot of different things. And then uh, our yoga teacher Vishnu, uh, he decided he needs to go to next step. I remember it was uh, usually spending uh, summer time with uh, children in Russia and usually in September I, when I back he came to my house and, uh, and just on that moment uh, Princess uh, Diane was dead mm-hmm. and he find that it was a pretty uh, special sign. We talk about it a lot, uh, um, uh, a lot, and he was so thankful, uh, thankful to us for us, because he he talked that he found uh, his uh, f- female nature in his soul, which we help him to open it, and he talked that. One more woman who is very important to this world now, it's Mother Teresa. And uh, I, I feel that uh, it can be some signs from her. And in two weeks she, she was died. Uh, and uh, it was our last meeting. And we help him to sell his stuff, and he decided to go to Detroit to his mother because he feels that he is very guilty, uh, and he wants to spend some time with her to uh, organize everything, to ask her forgiveness, and then he was ready to move to India for forever. To, to study Vedic mathematics. Interesting. Uh-huh. And we had connection for, f- I think, two years. We, have, we, we sent the letters to each other. It was no internet on that time. But, but maybe we not use it. We just sent... AOL. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We sent letters and some packages with books. And, what, and then he disappeared. And then, it's interesting what happened with me. Now I will take the... Uh, uh, in Russia, I found the master who is Reiki master. And each uh, summer I spent time with him to study Reiki. And give me um, he gave me some... Blessing. Not, not yeah. blessings. Uh, uh, Reiki empowerment? Reiki, the one... So, uh, yeah, it goes to different I, yeah, steps. Yeah, I, I, forget, I forget the word. Yeah, yeah, is it too. empowerment or is it... No, 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 it's, it's, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Not blessings. They have a word they use. Yes, yes, okay. It's the, you're not, you understand. Yeah, initiation maybe. In, yeah, initiation. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And I'm starting to heal more and more, just friends, just uh, relatives, and la la la. And little by little, some people uh, started to came to me. Uh, I give a Reiki, 
plus some uh, pranic healing. I study crystal he uh, healing. I work with some colors <sighs> and a lot of things. I, I remember that time. I was um, something before 40, around 40. Two moments. Two moments. Uh, what happened in my uh, soul? I'm starting to feel that I'm so responsible for everything. I listen to the news. Okay, I have to heal this situation. I sit and making some healing. And then little by little, I'm starting to feel that my ego starting to grow. Hmm. I'm starting to feel as I'm responsible. I have to work to help. But it was many, many good things. With pranic healing, it was very uh, powerful and interesting experience. We make the free pranic healing in different hospitals. But the special, it was on a wine uh, street. We work on with AIDS uh, people. Mm. It was very powerful. Connect uh, people in different conditions and uh, give them love by this treatment. It was it was very good. Once my uh, grandmother was uh, very close to death. It was another very spiritual condition. I spent all summer with her. I spent uh, three nights each week with her and she was uh, like on a border between this world and another world and at night she started to communicate with her relatives and friends it was so 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 real but uh, I'm glad that I had some uh, experience experience and understanding of that but it was really big uh, step to be sure about uh, reality of that another world yeah yeah uh, and then uh, after that summer I came to uh, here and uh, I decided oh I, I, I cannot uh, release her I, I want to see her one more time at least and um, I uh, arrived to Moscow and uh, she of course she doesn't uh, know about she didn't know know about that uh, she was almost blind and almost deaf on that moment it was one month before her death she was uh, 96 and I came to her apartment very quietly and uh, my aunt, oh, she was really busy because she, were, uh, she was full of care of uh, her mom and she needs to go to some stores. Okay, okay, stay here, she's sleeping, it's very quiet, just wait, I, I will run to make some business in the town. And I'm starting to heal her. I started to clean her and uh, I use 
all different technique. It was pretty long, more than one hour. And then her eyes was closed, and I was pretty far, like uh, four meters from her, and very quiet. I, I no one uh, sound. I I, I did. <laughs> but she wake up and with very loud powerful voice she almost scream stop stop do it stop do it i don't want to uh, this witchcraft on me it, uh, it was so powerful wow. and she, i was shocked Believe me, it's, I feel that my uh, hair is starting to move in my head. It was a big shock. Wow. And then, quiet, she, she's blood, she cannot see me, she cannot hear me. She didn't know that I can hear. I just do some something. With no touches. Can you believe it? Hmm. Uh, okay, okay, I'm quiet and I'm starting to express my love to her. And she, she, she was uh, relaxed and she was very, she was, after that she was very quiet and full of love. But I cannot be, uh, forget this moment. Wow. And another moment. Uh, interesting. Uh, it's it was after Vishnu. I am starting after uh, in uh, meditation. I'm starting to feel really very very strong spinning in me. It started here, then it started spinning uh, inside my head and eyes, and sometimes. Uh, but I decide, okay, it's energy working in me. It's good. I will surrender. I will see what happened. And it's it started to on that moment started to become stronger and stronger and stronger. And one moment, I decide, hmm, energy. But what kind of energy? Energies can be different. Yeah. <laughs> was interesting question. Have some fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it's liquid. Drink it. That's <laughs> yeah. another moment when I'm starting to be more attentional to my, to my positions. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then friend of mine, she asked me to be godmother for her daughter. And we go to the church for baptism. And that father Alexander, he was alive on that moment. Which uh, which papers we read in, in in Russia? A lot of people read. He he was uh, baptized. Wow! So it kind of comes full circle, and you find yourself in the role of Tatiana. Yes, yes, and look. During this ceremony, I'm starting to feel very strong energy. 
uh, I stop this spinning but anyway I sometimes I have to close my eyes for four seconds and after that he asked me very quietly uh, wait for me I, I have to bring something to you and he came to me in uh, he asked uh, do, do you have some like spiritual uh, Eastern practice yes I know that be careful not like and he give me his one of his little book which he wrote I have now a whole box of his books mm -hmm. and I was so angry on him because I feel that I'm I'm almost flying I have so many power I have I can heal people and he want to stop this my uh, way yeah and uh, I, I was on that moment I was really angry and put this book pretty far from me but not on the garbage yeah and little by little I'm starting to read it more and another moment uh, I healed uh, one lady he, uh, her uh, she invited me to for distant healing of her son I never met him he had a very serious uh, head injury and he she invited me for a few sessions of healing distantly in her house in his room and I used different technique I was full of the knowledge and with crystals and blah 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 and uh, on, on I think it was almost last or uh, session I'm uh, make this treatment and one moment I I'm starting to feel I'm lying I, uh, I, I asked myself are you sure that you helping him it's so serious tragedy happened with him and me with some stones to making some stuff which is not serious I'm starting to feel that I pretend to do something and she give me some money I'm, I'm starting to feel so so guilty and I, I was try to be deeper in, in my feelings and I feel that all this treatment can I do it or not and then I'm starting to read more uh, Christian books of old uh, church fathers and they really ask don't try to make some miracles miracles it happened itself from very very clean and high spiritual persons and many many another words and uh, I start to think about it healing 
it's energy we have to find the source of this energy and source it can be different and my aura and my soul it's not so clean if I heal and give this energy from I don't know which root I hope it from the high level root I hope so but who I am for understand this deep deep position and through my dirty aura I have a lot of passions which I not discover it's very hard to go to this passion to be passion to be uh, deep inside it's scary sometimes okay okay it's, it's no no I'm I'm good good person and especially on mostly on uh, people who is from I meet to the pranic healing oh I'm very good person I'm very spiritual well, they'll get angry defending how spiritual they are yeah, yeah. But I mean, in in Philokalia and in in the the Russian Orthodox tradition and the Greek Orthodox, like the the monks would talk often about how the more the Holy Spirit descends, the more you see your own impurities, and you kind of recoil a bit. And then that's so the the desire to go into a cave and pray with a rope is a genuine yes. desire. It's the yes. thing you want to do more than anything else. That's true. But uh, I, I, I'm not a Greek that monk point. on yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. And I feel that, okay, okay, uh, uh, I'm really adventure person. Yeah. And I feel that uh, this adventure, it was the most uh, dangerous to me. This uh, understanding, I'm really appreciate of this Father Alexander. Uh, we had this meeting for half minute, and I absorbed the, his uh, knowledge and his idea for years. <laughs> yeah. And then one one day, uh, I decide, okay, I will change my way. Uh, I wasn't, um, I, I not quit uh, orthodox in that way, uh, often I was in the church, but uh, little by little, not so deep. And that moment, I, I'm starting to be much more uh, in the church. And I really appreciate of this uh, esoteric knowledge and my experience in my life. I, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I open my sensitivity, not open, I'm starting to believe in that, it's very natural, Reiki, it's not idea of this uh, special symbols, Right. it's blah blah blah. Yeah, it just but needs a structure to hold it together so you can teach something. Yes, yeah. yes, if it's just a way for teach, a way for yeah. study, but uh, it's really for Eastern people. Because we not believe uh, on our sensitivity and our intuition. We try to make some uh, places which will uh, hold us. Yeah, yeah something that, like a grid. That yeah, 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 little by little. by numbers or something, yeah. Yes, yes, and very, very technical. Yeah. And especially I remember the class which I uh, took from the Master Cho Kaksu about... Uh, 
uh, clairvoyance. It was so funny. You can see aura. You can see this here green. That, that blah blah. But it's so funny. It's a lot of adults which sitting very seriously and look at oh yes yes of course i can see it it's it's it's, it's oh it's, it sparkles <laughs> <laughs> it was so so funny nursery school for adults yes yeah. <laughs> yes 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 yeah, yes yes it and, does feel that way sometimes and i uh, i'm starting uh, my idea was to be very natural very simple. Reiki is just my uh, loving uh, hand. When I had a child, my touch full of love. How I can remove like self-esteem and ego to feel each person like my baby. And that it started a new life to me. I'm starting to find people who are very close to that. Already I'm starting to feel this energy, this uh, aroma of holiness. I'm not, uh, I cannot say for holy people, but some, some parts of this feeling yeah yeah and um, in russia i'm starting uh, to visit some monasteries talk with uh, nuns uh, and monk i'm starting to travel here for uh, orthodox uh, places but here it's, it's a lot just near san francisco it's 17 uh, places and very interesting monasteries and uh, I decided, okay, I will try just uh, paint icon because it was my uh, no, no, I cannot say. I, I just make researches about that. I I, I, uh, I read about that, and unconsciously I'm starting to collect some minerals, some uh, jars, and la 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 la. But believe me, just. Because uh, these pieces I, I really love. I use on a different. I, I paint it on a wood like a folk art. Mm -hmm. uh, and once I met one lady in uh, the church, uh, she was uh, icon painter, and she uh, invited me to her class. And I uh, make my first icon with her. Nice. Uh, this one here? No, no, no. Oh. It's there. Yeah. Uh, it's my, my really first one. Okay, I will show it later. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> wow, very cool. Uh, yes, yes. And then... Uh, Michael or...? Uh, it's Michael, right. Nice. Right, it's Michael. Uh-huh. Hmm. And... Uh, and I'm starting to make some icons by uh, for, for myself. Of course, not for the church. I, I'm not really shown to uh, people. And um, it happened very interesting thing. Uh, in summer, I 
met uh, one guy, he was a uh, friend of my parents. And he started to study iconography exact on the same month, on December of 1999. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he is uh, full of male energy. Okay, we iconography but half year it's in the summer we have to help churches we have to uh, make the icon forever who we are we, we just uh, starting to be student but no no we have and he came okay that church needs the icon that church and he pushed me a lot he was so strong <laughs> and we started to make the icons with no of course money just for presents and uh, yeah, it it, uh, it started. And each uh, summer, uh, I make some icons for the some places. And little by he, he like uh, teach me to swim by method to took person and put in the <laughs> middle of the um, the deep end. Deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and many many interesting. Uh, meetings, many, many interesting things. It's a lot of connections. It's uh, all uh, now I feel in my lo uh, life and many different event which was uh, separate. Now I see very interesting connection. Uh, and uh, about this uh, esoteric knowledge. Sometimes I feel it's very interesting also about colors of chakras, color uh, levels of hierarchy of colors or vibrations. Uh, it goes like uh, together. Yeah. Even uh, God's prayer, which uh, we can feel how it goes from the top to some Something, but I, now I remove some visions from. Uh, I, I stop it. Yeah. I, I not give the permission for all this stuff. Right. I try to be very clear and very like. It's hard to say on this way, but more rational. Um, remove some sparkling mysticism from that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, feeling of deep love, feeling of the uh, pure, essential uh, beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and now uh, I I'm just on the beginning, I feel myself just on the beginning of the way. I am studying and I'm starting to understand the uh, services, liturgy, little by little, little by little, but with open heart, with knowledge, with no imagination. I want to feel what I feel. Yeah. I want to see what I see. I, I want to draw just one what I, I I can see and feel with no any foggy uh, illusions. Yeah. Uh, just 
but I'm just <laughs> on the beginning of this way, yeah. little by little. I paint icon just 16 years, just. <laughs> but it, believe me, it's uh, I, maybe just now I'm starting to understand some positions. I have a uh, iconography school at my house for I think 10 years, something nice. like that. And uh, we we went and discovered this way with my students together. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not uh, like spiritual guide because I feel uh, most of them most uh, Catholics. Or oh, one lady, she is uh, some organization. It uh, it's also uh, between. Eastern and Western. So they're probably from uh, from St. Andrew down in uh, El Segundo, Father Alexei Smith. Uh, I know him, yes. It's a few of my... The Russian Catholics. That's where I was uh, confirmed into the Russian... The Russian... You know, I mean, there's only four now. Yeah. There were three at the time. Yeah. So it, it was Denver and... No, San Francisco... Well, anyway, they opened the one in Denver after uh -huh, I... Uh -huh. After I came in but I was I was I was baptized in a Lutheran church when I was 10 but I mm -hmm. was I was chrismated in a Russian church when I was 20 I guess I was 28 I was 28 mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. it happened. but I sang in the choir for four years mm -hmm. but it was mostly English but some you know sviat, 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 yeah, sviat. You know. so <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also like disciples on the choir I'm also yeah try to yeah sing yeah, I love the incense. I love the the iconography, and I yeah. love the music and the really chandeliers, you know. And and it's 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 unfortunate when like like I find myself in agreement with um, oh that what was that band you know the, the where they they got arrested for for performing in a Russian church and it's ah, like yes, yes, so it's uh, like I'm not politically in alignment right. with by any means but with with the Russian Orthodox Church, but. Everything except for that, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I definitely am progressive when it comes to, you know, I think that everyone should have the right to get married, regardless of what kind of relationship it is, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, you know, to be clear. I just uh, want, uh, I really like this uh, story, uh, which is very important to me. One spiritual old man sitting in the corner of the road and crying. And people ask him, why are you crying? What happened? I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. What, what? About, about what? About people. Which people? About all of them. And uh, I met one old priest. He was very old. And he was really close to death, and I I, I saw that. Uh, he loved his son. His uh, uh, on the same le level uh, like me, and for because it's huge love, and just to sit with him, it was. Pranic healing, all technique, everything was just be really close to that person. And how, how Serafim of Sarov tell, 
self and clean yourself and people around you will say and I think it's a very very important point and be very attention to movement of passion inside mm-hmm. I think it uh, now for me it's uh, it's very very important it reminds me of an expression physician heal thyself mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, of course, I know that I talk too much. No, no. Uh, That's very... what this is for. It's for you to no, talk. No, it's too much. And, um, and, and sorry for my English. I oh, no, me. no. It's wonderful. No, I, 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 uh, I was a child of the Cold War, you know. So, I mean, I, my dad, my grandmother spent um, a lot of time in Russia. Uh, she was married to a Standard Oil executive named George Ott. And they hung out with, she grew up playing tennis with the former, like, royal family of Russia, and then went to Russia and was hanging out with the people, the Soviet Soviets that were running it. So she was kind of hanging out with both sides. Mm-hmm. And then her husband died. And, but she was traveling a lot. I don't know exactly what Standard Oil executives do or did in the 20s and 30s, but um, it involved a lot of traveling, and somehow she already knew my grandfather. And so he left his first wife, who was a school teacher, and married her. And, um, and so, so though there was no Russian blood, there was plenty of, you know, love of the culture. And my dad uh, grew up uh, playing Ivan Reberov for me and, and, and explaining different things and painting different pictures. And we used to go to downtown L.A. and eat breakfast at Gorky's. And, uh, and I, he'd show me the, uh, the Cyrillic alphabet on the mm-hmm. newspaper on the walls. And then I'd go back to school and people would be, you know, talking about Russians as the bad guys. And I'd like defend the Russians. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so I ended up being, you know, they'd call me Russian and I was like, okay, whatever. And so my dad taught me <laughs> how to say, Yanni Gavrjupai if somebody <laughs> asked me for money, you know, things like that. So I, I, I always felt tied to the culture, even though um, it was just by, you know, my, not by blood, but you know, by interest. <laughs> by interest in blood. It's, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's yeah, real. yeah. So, so, so I loved hearing, you know, the, the, the first-hand account of Moscow in the seventies, and that's great. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very interesting, um, journey. Yes, yes. I think a lot of people can relate to it in various ways and and uh, from various angles and. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, if it's possible to read some of Seraphim Rose, okay. you will see uh, it's a very, very serious person with very interesting background. Do you have any, um, do you have a website for your iconography classes? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How, how do, should I just have people contact you on Facebook if they want to learn? Just on Facebook, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I know I have one, at least one friend who will probably might just contact you about that because yeah it's a very specific kind of art and it's very beautiful so thank you so much thank you thank <laughs> you, nice Edward. you nice to meet you thank you marina for being our guest tonight on the esoteric nerd podcast And thank you, Masha, for facilitating that. 
Special thanks to Susumu Ueda, as well as his father and the other monks at Jofuku Inn Temple on Mount Koyasan for the music in the introduction, as well as the music you're hearing right now. Special thanks to the Orthodox Singers, with choir master Georgi Smirnov. Thank you to Camille and Kennerly for the lovely harp transitions, the Game of Thrones transitions into and out of the interview. Thank you to Jean-Michel Jarre for Oxygen, the album that we hear in the background while I recite Transformations. And most importantly, thank you to you, the Esoteric Nerd, listening to this podcast. This coming Thursday, Joe Shantz and I will be interviewing Frater Barabbas. And if any of you have a huge heart and deep pockets, and you'd like to help a friend of mine get through school in the Philippines, you can contact her on Facebook. Her name's Kirsty Lellis Lacra, K-E-R-S-T-I-E-L-E-L-I-S-L-A-C-R-E. And we'll close with Ivan Reberoff singing Moscow Nights. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night. Oh, uh-huh.